0: Listening to the Paul McGuire report. And we are moving through the doorway or the portal of what chronologically is called 2024. And we have moved out of 2023 into 2024. And the question is how many people do you know, including yourself, that have anywhere near the potential or the capacity? to navigate their own personal lives, to navigate the lives of their families and loved ones, the organizations and institutions and churches that they may belong to, governmental agencies that they may interface with. How many of these people do you really think have even the most minimal capacity for making intelligent decisions, proactive decisions, about what is now facing us. And let us be perfectly uh, transparent about this. We are in a realm in the continuum of time, unlike any other period of time in human history. And any attempt to navigate away from that truth and that reality and that fact is not only a perverse Intellectual, theological, and scientific dishonesty, but it is the actions, the behaviors, the mindset of a race, a human race, that is on the precipice of committing collective global suicide. And I'm not embellishing uh, the facts of the matter at all. I'm just telling you like it is. Whether you whether you want to hear it or not, that's up to you. Now, I've been studying and researching these topics uh, for over 40 years. People say, well, you shouldn't say that, because then people will know how long you've been around. I don't care, because I'm not going to be here forever. I am passing through this world just like you are. I'm a sojourner, which means passing through, traveling through this world. Because this world is not our permanent home. This world Is a transition zone. We're passing through this world because this world is a temporary world, and we live under the auspices of a temporary world system ruled by the temporary god of this world, Lucifer or Satan. Now, people in our uh, Marxist, communist programmed, transhumanist programmed educational Uh, centers, uh, and media centers, and governmental uh, centers, and uh, scientific centers, they bristle when people like me speak words like I just spoke. They they bristle, the hairs on their head and neck stand up. And the reason for that is, is because they know in their gut, they know in, in their heart, And by the way, let's make no mistake about it, your gut, your heart, and your brain between your ears are all what neuropsychiatrists refer to now as the three-part brain. So the brain is no longer exclusively considered to exist in the realm uh, under your skull and between your ears. That's, That's one part of your brain. The other part of your brain is in the heart and in the surrounding heart areas. And then finally, the third part of your brain. You have a three-part brain. The third part of your brain, neurologically, is in your stomach area. Now, there are endless proofs for that. A simple one would be that both the brain in, in the head, the brain in the heart, and the brain in the stomach contain massive memory storage units. You can remember things, life experiences, all kinds of things. Your memories are not just stored in the so-called gray matter between your ears. Your memories are stored in the head brain, the heart brain, and the stomach brain. That's why there are so many ancillary diseases and problems that are either emotional, psychological, uh, subconscious and uh, sicknesses generated from those three brains. And so your three brains contain an amazing amount of information, an amazing amount of abilities that we have just begun to tap into. Here's another brief understanding of the three-part brain. They say that 84% or more of the most powerful executives and leaders in the world. They make their decisions. They make their business decisions. They make their choices to who to hire and fire. They make their biggest decisions not from the locality of their brain uh, inside their skull. They make the big shots, the high rollers. They make their primary decisions and choices from... Listening to and tapping into the information, not only in their brain area, in the skull, the heart area near your heart, but primarily in the stomach area. And that's referred to as your gut. So the big executives and world leaders and so on and so forth, they are always listening to their gut. And what their gut tells them to do is what they will inevitably do. They will always claim to be rational first. They will always claim to be linear, logical first, in that they they want to seek comfort and affirmation and making you believe that they, they make all their business decisions purely on facts, analysis, perception, rationalism, and logic. But in reality, when push comes to shove, they are making those all-important decisions from their gut. they're listening to their gut. why? Because their gut is part of this three-part brain system, and the gut is an enormous storehouse of perceptions, an enormous memory bank an, an enormous it's the, you see things through your senses, you experience things through your senses, but your gut or your stomach brain. Is always conducting a mega or meta uh, analysis on a deep subconscious level, and that's why your gut is often more in tune to making the correct and right decisions than other parts of your brain. Now, so when I said many people in power, like in the educational system and government and science, etc., when somebody like me comes along and challenges the official orthodoxy. Of uh, a thinking system that has radically failed mankind and has all the attributes of being its own kind of religion. When people challenge that orthodoxy and they say, hey, wait a minute, that's not working. And I'm not calling for tribal primitivism, by the way. Hey, that's not working. So the reason the hairs stand up on the back of their neck and their head. In reaction to statements like mine, you see, their reaction is never indifferent. Their reaction betrays the fact that they are deeply threatened by uh, what could be called an alternative point of view regarding reality. But I would say, I would go far further than that and say they are threatened by the true and absolutely accurate. View of reality. So, the truth of reality, which is spoken by people like me and others, is a threat to the fiction of reality that they believe in. And so, whenever you speak truth, whether you're speaking truth to power or you're speaking truth to large numbers of people, whenever you're speaking truth, even if the people on the receiving end don't fully comprehend the truth that you're speaking to them about the reality is is that the mere fact that you're using your vocal cords your brain your mouth to speak truth which which comes out in the form of a frequency the, the words you speak resonate with a specific numerical frequency and when you speak truth that lines up what happens is you're speaking truth And what comes out of your mouth, assuming it's true, when you speak truth, what comes out of your mouth has a very specific numerical resonant frequency. So your words are literally vibrating at a very precise frequency. And that is the frequency of truth. Now, people can deny what you're saying with their brains and their intellects and false perceptions and hypnosis, and all kinds of things. But the fact of the matter is, when you speak truth, or you speak truth to power, what you're doing is you're releasing a specific numerical frequency, which is a specific numerical vibrational frequency, into this physical earth uh, world. And whether they want to admit it or not, they know... Deep inside in their gut, because the gut transcends the programming we call education and perception. They know in their gut, they know in their heart of hearts, all part of the three part brain system, and they know in their minds, whether they admit it or not, they know that what you're speaking is what Dr. Francis Schaefer called true truth or final reality. What you're speaking is true. Whether or not it's accepted as being true. True truth does not have to be accepted as being true in order for it to be true. True truth is simply true because it's true. And that goes with final reality. That which is really real in juxtaposition with a virtual reality, an artificial reality, that which is really real is known as, according to Dr. Schaefer, It's known as final reality. Final reality is the true reality, the reality that is real, whether or not who you're speaking to believes in it, whether or not people choose to accept it or not. All of that is secondary. All of that is irrelevant. When you speak the truth, you are altering the fabric on a subatomic level. You are altering the fabric. And the nature of our reality. Your words resonate with the frequency of truth. That has the net effect of functioning as if it were some kind of sculptor's tool wielded by the master artist or the master sculptor, God Almighty, the infinite, personal, living God of the universe, the creator, capital C, of all that is. So when you speak truth, Truth vibrates at a particular frequency, numerically, but truth also, by its very nature, must, by its very nature, it reconfigures the illusory reality all around us. It reconfigures, it sculpts, and it shapes what we would call idols, or an idolatrous or false perception of reality like a, a, a sculptor's tool in the hand of a sculpture in the hand of the great sculptor, the infinite personal living God of the universe. So we have true truth and final reality. Now, this brings us to this all-important juncture. And we're going to spend a few seconds at this all-important juncture, what I call uh, the crossroads. If you look carefully at all of my social media, at all of my books, everything I've written, um, I think I've written 46 books by now. If you look at my books, my my talks, my messages, my videos, all the communications, all the book covers, all the photographs, when you look at them and you study them, you'll discover that not only am I doing everything I can to communicate to you personally by the nature of the content of everything that I've done, But as you study my life's work, you will observe if you look carefully that uh, in every area of communication, whether it's a photograph, whether it's a video, whether it's a message, whether it's social media or radio or whatever it is, a book, whatever it is, you will notice that I have embedded symbolism, symbolism, archetypes, pictures that reveal deeper truths, things that I can't necessarily say out in the open because uh, of various retaliatory mechanisms that exist in our society. So I've layered powerful truths symbolically with images, with phrases, with certain words. So think about that the next time you read or observe stuff that I do. It's not just there to be there. There's an intention behind it. A quick example would be the cover of my book, Power from on High. There's numerous symbols in the cover of Power from on High. You see me at Grand Central Station in New York City. This was a spontaneous shot shot by somebody else. We were walking very quickly through the large, giant hallway with a very high ceiling uh, at Grand Central Station. And uh, I stood in front of a a, a kind of a large, antique gold clock. Okay. Now, I'm standing there. I, I have a particular facial expression. I'm I'm with my body language and the way my hands are placed, and and many other things. I'm communicating to you subconsciously or subliminally a, a multitude of messages. I'm looking at power from on high right now. So I'm standing there and I'm standing. I'm going to give you some clues, but I'm not going to give it away. Nothing here is by accident. I'm standing looking at you in front of the information booth of Grant Central Station. The information booth is where you go to find your way to a particular location. So above my head is this giant gold clock, and uh, it it is struck the midnight hour. Once again, it is struck the midnight hour, and behind it, Is a massive flag of the United States of America that is hanging from the very highest balcony of Grand Central Station. And this gigantic American flag flows all the way down behind the gold clock striking midnight. It flows all the way down to a sign that says information. The sign that says information is located above my head as I stand right in front of the information booth. And, again, you look at the body language. Now, the name of the book is Power from on High. If you analyze the name of the book, the various symbols, my body language, things like the American flag, the... the antique large gold clock on top of the information booth, the very sign that says information, the fact that it has struck midnight, and then a giant American flag, and you you analyze these symbols, you already know what I said and what I'm saying. I don't really need, I mean, it's imperative to read the contents of the book, because the contents of the book explain to the how, what, where, who, how did we get here, what's really going on. It's exposing. The book not only exposes the hidden works of darkness in operation in America and the world from the beginning, but the book also chronicles in a, in a deeper way than ever before my own personal quest for truth from being raised in an atheistic household, a transhumanist household, a secular humanist household, how I was raised in an atheist household. Then uh, I began to read books by Alvis Huxley, Brave New World, Julian Huxley, the father of transhumanism. And all of that moved me into a particular direction. So in this timetable outside of time, Because, on on a symbolic level, the the cover of the book, Power from On High, represents living both in the spiritual world beyond beyond the dimensions of time and space, and simultaneously living in the physical reality world. And the clock striking midnight for America and other things mentioned in the book is revealing to you that we are in the most pivotal moment in all of human history now so I talk about things in the book at a depth uh, at a revealing that I've never talked about before and I go into I go into the fact that we live in an occult system. we live in an occult system whose primary maxim The agents of this cult, occult system are the agents of chaos. And their primary occult maxim or principle is known as order out of chaos or new world order out of chaos. I didn't just discover that yesterday. This is probably a very antiquated expression. But I'm not like Rebecca from Sunnybrook Farm, you know, some naive person who's been isolated. I decided I was on an eternal quest, with every ounce of energy and passion in my being, I decided at the youngest of ages that I was going to find out the meaning of life, such as why am I alive, what is my purpose in life, and what what is what am I doing here on planet Earth? And so the book describes the pil- pil- pilgrimage. But by going through that doorway, I didn't fully understand it at the, at the time, But I walked through the doorway of the matrix, which is simply the metaverse, the um, uh, alternative reality, the virtual reality, the illusory nature of this world, you know, like Alice falling down the rabbit hole. Except in my case, I wasn't stumbling around in the chaos or the oblivion although I may have thought in my ignorance that I was merely stumbling around in the oblivion, or as Jim Morrison of The Doors sang in one of his songs, Stoning in the Neon. It may appear to to some that I was simply stoning in the neon, taking psychedelic drugs to party. But no, I took psychedelic drugs because I read the scientific treatises of Aldous Huxley, who wrote not only Brave New World, he wrote books like Heaven and Hell and The Doors of Perception, and The Doors of Perception. Jim Morrison of the rock and roll group The Doors uh, called his rock group The Doors after Huxley's book The Doors of Perception, and and uh, Morrison uh, was taking psychedelic drugs, and all these people influenced me. But my my primary uh, course of action was to discover scientifically. And through scientific experimentation, the true nature of the universe and, and that meant I needed to learn how to catapult myself into a higher a much higher level of consciousness, what is now called altered states of consciousness. So my major at the University of Missouri was a dual major. I majored in um, filmmaking. And then I majored in a brand new field in, in the field of psychology known as altered states of consciousness. And that's just the beginning, because this this book is like is the is the literary equivalent equivalent of being hit by a lightning bolt, and I forgot the name of the classical music that was played prominently in Francis Ford. Coppola's movie, Apocalypse Now, which was about the Vietnam War. And I'm not saying this to make light of the plight of the innocent victims. I did a show a couple of days ago where I I talked to you about the fact that I had the privilege of conducting an hour and a half interview with a young Vietnamese girl that many of you have seen the picture of her. She and her brother's she was running completely naked. I guess she was nine or ten years old. She was running completely naked, fleeing for her life, and 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 the look of, of brutal terror on her face—you'll never forget if you saw the picture. And the picture was was put on either the cover of Time or Newsweek, or or one of the big magazines at the time. So millions of people saw this picture of this terror-struck young girl, who was running naked for her life, as This horrible weapon, napalm, was being dropped from uh, military uh, jets and planes overhead in the sky, and napalm ignited in flames. It was was like a gooey substance, and when napalm landed on a village, it would start raging forest fires, but when napalm landed on the naked, bare flesh of uh, a precious little girl or boy, it would start to burn them alive if they didn't put the fire out. And uh so I have tremendous compassion for the victims in that war. And and the following analogy is not meant to belittle that in, in any way. So in Francis Ford Coppola's movie Apocalypse Now, the helicopters, he uh one of the stars of the movie, Robert Duvall is is placing a call and he's ordering in Planes and helicopters to do a massive strike on the Vietnam jungles, where they believe the Vietnam soldiers, uh, the, the Viet Cong, the Chinese Communist Viet Cong soldiers, are are buried in the jungle. So Duval calls in an airstrike, and he 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 blows the place to kingdom come with balls of massive fire that engulf. You know, who knows how many miles of jungle. And then Coppola, the master filmmaker that he is, he plays simultaneously to Duval's, you know, dictatorial impulses, Duval's uh, order of uh, an aerial invasion to detonate and burn up the jungle and to drop napalm in the jungle. Uh, you see the jungle engulfed in flame. And and Duval says something satirically like, "I love the smell of napalm in the morning." Now that was a satirical joke, which was designed to horrify you and shock you into recapturing your moral conscience. Now uh, and then, to accompany this scene of carnage and battle in Vietnam, uh, this blasting. Uh, classical music is played at at an enormous volume, and the classical music underscores this militarism uh, injecting itself in pure moral chaos. And uh, so the book, Power from One High, is written by the author me, the author of 46 books, and as all authors do, I try to employ techniques to wake the reader up and bring the reader into a state of awareness of what's really going on in our world. And ultimately in the in the tradition of the father of the second great awakening, Charles Finney, I and Jonathan Edwards who wrote Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God in which Jonathan Edwards employs a graphic description of, of hellfire and damnation in the strategic, spiritual attempt to wake people up into repentance, to cry out to God for forgiveness of their sins, and to invite Jesus Christ to save their souls and make them born again. So, the use of shock is is not merely a psychological ploy. The use of shock has been used by evangelists and ministers throughout the ages to bring people to Christ by breaking their hard hearts in a radical confrontation with the truth. So reading my book, Power from on High, is like being hit with a lightning bolt, and at the same time, when you're hit by this lightning bolt, which is symbolic of the power of God, power from on high, you explode with the dunamis dynamite power of God, and that explosion results in, can result in an authentic biblical revival. But that is dependent upon whether or not The lightning bolt is not allowed to dissipate into mysticism, but the lightning bolt has to be a the lightning bolt has to conform to biblical truth in a biblical worldview. And so if you look carefully at my Google and YouTube pages, which have repeatedly, I've been under all that attack for quite a while now. I need you to hear this. The more truth you speak, the greater you will be attacked on YouTube and Facebook and the mainstream social media. And they have attacked me in a multiplicity of ways through their bots, through their algorithms, through manipulating the search engines, through manipulating the content and information about me in order to demonize me, in order to marginalize me, and what am I guilty of in their eyes. I just got a notice today, another notice. They took something down something that was totally innocent, totally pure, where I simply spoke gently the truth in love, and they took it down. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. What kind of entity, corporate, governmental, societal, religious, or otherwise, what kind of entity is it that seeks to destroy, seeks to bankrupt, seeks to deprive of needed monies, seeks to uh, marginalize, seeks to hide within the vast internet system? What kind of entity is it that has been programmed via artificial intelligence to seek out men and women who are endeavoring to act on love, pure love, the love of Jesus Christ? My goal is to love people into the kingdom of God. My goal is to save people's souls by loving them. My goal is to feed the hungry, minister to the sick, both biologically and psychologically. That's my goal. And so, My goal is to tell the truth about certain technologies that are killing people, but it's being covered up. And so, for the crime of gently speaking the truth in love, so that I might in some way save your life, the life of your loved ones, the life of the people you know, for attempting to express love in action and save people's lives. I'm talking about saving elderly people's lives whose... whose uh, immune system cannot take being hammered by uh, uh, a nanobot disease and could potentially die after getting the vax. So by merely raising the question, I am attacked monetarily and in every shape and form. I'm attacked for loving my fellow man as myself. I'm attacked for spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. So reading the gospel of Jesus Christ involves loving your neighbor as yourself, loving people. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever should believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I, Paul McGuire of Paul McGuire Ministries in Paradise Mountain Church, have been attacked, censored, uh, demonetized, suppressed, demonized, I have been ripped down time after time after time from Google and Facebook and YouTube just today. Like I said, they never tell you. They never tell you ever. They never tell you exactly or precisely what you did wrong. And they never will because their game is rigged. You see, if you if they told you exactly what you did wrong, then if you wanted to stay on Google or YouTube or Facebook or whatever, then you would simply modify, if you could do so and have a clean conscience, you could modify your communication, you could modify your content, you could modify uh, uh, what you're talking about, if your conscience allows you to do that. And then by modifying, as they request, again, if your conscience allows you to do that, then they would allow you back on, fair and square but they're not playing fair and square. You understand that, don't you? They're not your friends. You understand that these people are not your friends. They're owned by the globalist elite, who are the same people as the Luciferian elite. They're operating their entire social media system in in almost the exact same way as the communist Chinese government operates its social credit card system. So here in America... And you have to help your friends and family who many people are the the, the new word. The most cutting edge word, I think, that I've heard in a long time of a growing number of people, millions and millions of people are starting to see through the programming, the mind control, the propaganda and the brainwashing, especially young people. And they have come up with a term that they use to describe people who live in a brainwashed zombie land state of consciousness. They call all these people the normies. And to be called a normie is a derogatory term because it means if you're being called a normie, it means you've been programmed, you've been brainwashed, your mind is not your own, you're a normie, and you've been programmed to believe the artificial Virtual reality normal. You no longer have the capacity to see true reality, final reality. You've been brainwashed so deeply that you've become a normie. The only thing you can see is the virtual reality, the artificial reality that they've created to keep you locked in the matrix. Thus, you are a normie if you go along with it. I am not a normie. I haven't ever been a normie, and this goes back 40 years or more. But we're at a very unusual time in human history and in America. We are in the time of the great tipping point. And by that, I mean there are millions and millions of people, and the number is growing every day in America and across the world, millions and millions of people who are rejecting flat out any association or identification of being called a normie. They reject this artificial, normal which is really abnormal, state of consciousness. Remember, in our upside-down matrix, big brother, communist-style social credit card system, remember the world that we live in. I'm, I'm outlining it for you. Remember that the world we live in is one where up is down, down is up. That which is normal is now demonized and called abnormal. That which is Normal is that which is programmed through mind control and brainwashing and pop propaganda. So when you understand that the world that we live in in America and around the world, that you are living in a stinking matrix, and if you don't fully understand that, you you are a normie, and you are a deadhead, not like in the sense of a grateful dead deadhead, but worse, you're a deadhead, and there is nothing I'm going to just tell you from my heart and you determine through the resonant frequency and the vibration of my voice and the content of which I'm speaking, which is true. Jesus Christ said, You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. So, if the Holy Spirit does live inside you, as you claim, it will resonate inside you when I speak the following words, and it will resonate to you that what I'm saying to you is true. We're at a tipping point in America. Young people, teenagers, Younger generations, I'm talking to them constantly. Young adults, people of all ages, and even older people, they are radically shifting their perception and consciousness in, 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 in what can be described as perhaps the greatest paradigm shift in human history, the greatest shift in human consciousness in all of human history, which is occurring right now. And Any thinking, intelligent, perceptive person who is using their God-given brain can see that this so-called normal reality we live in is totally, totally abnormal. It's sicko, crazy, wacko, virtual reality, matrix reality, artificial reality time. Okay? It's like being in, in a weird circus. And so, there are millions of people who are switching sides. Millions of people right now. The momentum is stronger than it's ever been before. Millions of people are switching sides. They are rejecting being identified with the normies. And the normies is a put-down. And you need to use that word, because we are in a battle for the hearts and souls of mankind. And in that battle, one of the most formidable weapons... Are psychological warfare weapons, and Christians, it is perfectly allowable and spiritual to use the weapons of our warfare that are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So you you use words as weapons because if you don't, they will. And they're ca- right now they're capturing your children and people you know by the millions by simply using words that demonize. Somebody who believes in the truth, somebody who asks questions. But an opportunity, a seismic shift has occurred. Millions of people are ashamed of once being normies. They want nothing to do with being called a normie. They want to be the truth tellers. They want to be part of the paradigm shift. They want to be part of this authentic biblical great awakening. They don't want to be part of the normie crowd, which is spiritually dead. They want to come awake intellectually, artistically, creatively, personally, and spiritually. So there, listen to me, there is a revolution spiritually and psychologically. There is a titanic spiritual revolution erupting in America, the European Union, and around the world. For thousands and thousands of years, the mystery Babylon system developed in ancient Babylon at the time of the Tower of Babel. And before that, it began on Mount Hermon when 200 fallen angels, the Enochian angels, 200 fallen angels descended upon Mount Hermon and they lusted after human women. So they married human women, they mated with human women, and they produced an illicit, illicit, genetically hybrid race that consisted of the mixture of human DNA, and fallen angel DNA. And and that perverted the integrity of the genetic code that God put in the human race and every other species. That perverted uh, the authentic, original human being DNA. Because when God created mankind, when God first created Adam and Eve, when God created mankind, he imparted into them the, the 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 integrity of the DNA of God. So every 100% authentic human being who is truly a human being and not a hybrid species has the authentic 100% DNA of God in them. Why? Because God says in His Word that every true believer in Jesus Christ, every true human being with true Human DNA, and if that DNA is 100% human, then that person, that child, that adult, that being, that human being is an authentic 100% human being. What does that mean? It's all important in understanding the great spiritual war, which I outline for you in my book, The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World. I outline it in my book, Power from On High. And the books A Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume One and Two. And what has happened, beginning on Mount Hermon, is the human race was subjected to a DNA and genetic invasion, which corrupted the integrity of men and women being born in the image with the DNA code and the genetic code of. The true God. Now, why this is important in the great spiritual battle is that ultimately the primary purpose of the great spiritual battle that we live in, that is currently rocking America, rocking the world, rocking these totalitarian nations, the ultimate end game, the ultimate objective is Satan desires to deceive and enslave. And capture as many souls and people as he possibly can by seducing them to accept the Mark of the Beast technology 666, where they can't buy or sell without the nano chip or the DNA chip implant embedded in their body, uh, brain, and spirit. Now, so a great deception, remember. Satan's primary goal is he wants to be God, and as such, he wants to be worshipped as God. And that's why he sets himself up in the rebuilt temple in Jerusalem, and sits on the throne of God in the rebuilt temple of Jerusalem, and demands that the human race worships him, Lucifer or Satan, as God. This is the ultimate revolution. This is the ultimate coup d'etat. And God will not tolerate it because there is only one King of kings and Lord of lords. And that's the infinite personal living God of the universe, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so all of the end time battle, all of this great spiritual battle, it erupts on Mount Hermon with the invasion of the fallen angels. Who, by the way, they impregnate human women and the human women birth. An illicit hybrid species of beings that are no longer 100% human beings. They are DNA modified beings. They are corrupted and defiled beings. They are no longer they no longer can be classified as 100% human. This this is a critical move in terms of spiritual military strategy by Satan, because Satan knows, along with the fallen angels. Satan knows that if he can corrupt human DNA, and if he can make human DNA hybrid DNA, if if Satan can make human DNA and pervert it into being um, a hybrid mixture of fallen angel DNA and human DNA, Satan knows that those beings that are part fallen angel and part human being under the law of God, Satan understands fully that these people are hybrid creatures and they are no longer fully human beings. The law of God says, the law of God says that only 100% genetic code verifiable and only those human beings that have 100% human DNA and have not been defiled, only 100% human DNA beings can have their sins forgiven, can be born again by faith, can have their sins cleansed by the blood of Jesus, can be born again when the Spirit of God comes in them and regenerates them in their inner man or woman. And finally, the only people, according to God's law, who are allowed entrance into the kingdom of heaven are those human beings who possess 100% human DNA, and they have, they're have they not defiled. They're not defiled. So Satan's game plan is to raise up an army of hundreds of millions of people, capture the human mind through satanic ideologies like transhumanism, lie to the human race, and tell human beings that you can become gods if you will simply <clears throat> uh, allow your DNA to be modified with fallen angel DNA. If you will simply reject the Word of God and eat from the fruit of the tree in the middle of the Garden of Eden, then Satan lies to mankind and says to them, then and only then can you become like God. So the ticket to becoming like God, which is the goal of transhumanism, the ticket to becoming like God is you have to reject the Word of God. You have to reject salvation in Christ. And when you do that, as Adam and Eve did in the Garden of Eden, you uh, are forever locked out of the kingdom of heaven. And that's Satan's goal. So Satan wants to capture and ensnare billions of people throughout the ages through powerful apostasy and powerful spiritual deception. Satan wants to steal and capture all these billions of people, and he wants to bring billions of human beings with corrupted human DNA, which indeed is no longer human, and he wants to bring all those people with him when they discover their names are no longer written in the book of life, which is mandatory in order to get into heaven. Your name must be written in the Book of Life. These billions of people do not have their names written in the Book of Life. And so the law of God declares that they must be sent into a great cosmic super prison in another dimension, which I call God's supermax prison. And, And the angels of God and God's power is going to round up all the counterfeit human beings along with the fallen angels, the demons, the false prophet, the Antichrist, Satan, Lucifer, and they're going to all be sentenced into an eternal prison known as the Lake of Fire forever and ever and ever. And because it's secured in another dimension, there are multiple eternal firewalls constructed in the multidimensional nature of our reality, which in a sense lock Satan and all the people that followed him into the lake of fire forever and ever and ever. Why? Because once a human being defiles his or her DNA, and their genetic code bears witness to the evidence that they're no longer 100% human. Once a human being is no longer 100% human, he or she cannot be born again, cannot have their sins forgiven, and they cannot enter the the, the kingdom of heaven so this is the center, the center of the age-long spiritual battlefield. This is the center of the battle. And make no mistake about it, the stakes are very high. And the single most important thing to the biblical God of the universe, the single most important thing is that Satan wants to block people from being saved in the largest numbers possible. Satan wants to blind the eyes of the unbelieving that they may not see the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Satan wants to unleash spiritual deception, a great apostasy, and plunge the hearts, minds, and souls of a genetically damaged non-human human human race and lock them out forever from heaven and, and possessing eternal life. This is the the greatest battlefield that we're in right now. So you and I, by the sovereignty of God, God chose us before the foundation of the world to be here for such a time as this. That means God knew us personally before the foundation of the world to be here for such a time as this. Why this time? Because this is the time where we have the opportunity through spiritual warfare, intercessory prayer fasting, evangelism, making disciples of all nations, shining the bold light of Jesus Christ everywhere we go. This is the time and this is the season that if the the, the children of God will respond to the blast of the shofar, if the, the children of God, that means you and me, will respond to the voice of the Lord who is speaking to us now. And I know that you know that as I speak to you right now. I know that you can hear the truth, that you can hear the the incredibly powerful truth that is resonating through my voice and the vibrations of my voice. So the truth of the gospel, the truth of God's word, I'm speaking to you, and it is resonating from me to you and anybody who is even remotely sensitive to hearing the voice of the Lord thy God, you can, right at this very second, if you'll stop and listen, you can, at this very second, hear the voice of the infinite, personal, living God of the universe. You can hear his voice, his still, small voice. You can hear his voice calling you now, calling you by name. And as I say these words, you can feel the specific numerical vibration of what I'm saying that resonates with the voice of God. So, collectively, there are large numbers of you all over planet Earth, over 50 or more separate and different uh, social media, video, audio, podcasting, books, messages, TV. There's a multiplicity of communication going on between me and you and people all over the world. And you, you, all of you that have made a decision with your will right now to pause and hear the voice of the Lord thy God, you can hear the voice of the Lord thy God calling you specifically by name. The Lord is calling you right now by name. He's saying your name to you and he's calling you out of the chaos, he's calling you out of deception, he's calling you out of apostasy, and he's calling you out of spiritual darkness right now. If you will obey the Lord your God and respond to him right now in obedience and say say that which is true before the Lord, let me repeat that. It is imperative that right now at this second, in the history of your life and in the history of the world, it is imperative right now that at this second, you clearly hear the voice of the Lord thy God calling you. He's calling you by name. You can hear his voice. And he's calling you to come forward and leave the kingdom of darkness, leave your your servanthood to Satan. And God is calling you back to join him. As the conquering Messiah, as the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the Lord is calling you right now supernaturally by his power, and you can hear the resonant frequency of the voice of God. God is calling you, and he's calling you to come back and join him. He's calling you to surrender your life to him and become born again. God is calling you to to receive power from on high by faith. God is calling you to ask for forgiveness and have all your sins forgiven by the blood of Jesus. So there are people listening to me, the Paul McGuire Report. You're listening in the European Union. You're listening in the Ukraine, Russia, Germany, France, Spain, South America, Mexico, Brazil, Argentina, Chile, Canada, all across America, and on remote continents all over the world, via the Internet, etc. And it is not an accident that you encountered my voice right now. You were drawn to my voice by the Spirit of God, and the Spirit of God is talking to you right now. And he's calling you to join him. He's calling you to be born again. He's calling you, and he's inviting you to spend all eternity with him, forever and ever and ever In the in in New Jerusalem, the new heaven and the new earth. So in love, as your eternal brother in Christ, in love, I simply ask you, now that you know and I know that you've heard the voice of the Lord, I simply ask you to turn from darkness and walk into the hands of the Lord, where God is waiting to embrace you with a pure embrace to set you free through his divine power and to grant you, by faith, eternal life. So let's just say a quick prayer to verbalize on a contractual level the enormously powerful and significant thing God has just done in your life. So repeat these words after me, and then contact me, and let me know uh, what the Lord did for you. Lord, Say these words after me. Lord Jesus Christ, I come to you now, praising your name. Worshiping you, Jesus. Jesus, I humble myself before you. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins through the blood of Jesus Christ, including any sin involving my choosing to corrupt my DNA at any level. Lord, a vast majority of the people who have had their DNA corrupted were tricked into doing it, lied into doing it, etc., etc. This is not the same thing as the mark of the beast. It's a foreshadowing of what is going to happen with the mark of the beast. Ask the Lord to forgive you. Lord, forgive me for contaminating my DNA and not listening to the warnings. Forgive me through the blood of Jesus Christ. Lord, I commit my life to you. I I ask that you would forgive me of all my sins. I ask that you would break all the bondages in my life. And I ask you, Lord, to not only cleanse me of all my sins, I invite you to come into my life right now and make me born again with the Spirit of God. I praise you, Jesus, for saving my soul right now. I praise you for giving to me eternal life, and I worship you, that you alone, God, you alone, God, are King of kings and Lord of lords. And so I thank you that God is not a liar and that whatever we ask you in Jesus' name, that you will do for us and we praise your name, Jesus. So you just entered into a solemn agreement with the God of the universe. You just entered into a solemn contract with the God of the universe. Now, your job is to read his word so you can renew your mind with the word of God and be built up with the word of God. But your job also is to fellowship or have relationships with other truly Bible-believing Christians, and then finally, your job is to walk with Jesus Christ in an intimate relationship by faith. By faith. And as you do that, I want you to hear the word, I want you to hear the word of the Lord to you. The Lord is issuing a lot of promises to a lot of different people all over America and all over planet earth right now. Remember, you are not hearing these promises of God to you on Mainstream media, they will censor it. Mainstream government, mainstream institutions, medicine, education, all these mainstream worldly institutions, they are unfortunately at war with God, and they seek to silence, censor, and block the voice of God out. They are at war with any man or woman who chooses to take a stand and speak the truth in love. Therefore, They are waging war against people like me and many others because I'm daring to come to you and give you the loving promises of God. I'm not condemning anybody. I'm not guilty of any kind of hate speech. I'm not lying. I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm innocent in the eyes of God. And yet I am persecuted, vilified, and viciously attacked. Now, that's not going to stop me from obeying the Lord. The Lord is speaking to you right now, and when I said that, you know who you are. There's a a resonating in your heart that you know, a quickening in your heart, where you know that the Lord is speaking to you now. And the Lord is saying to you that he has answered your prayer. He's forgiven you of your past mistakes and sins. He's cleansed you by the blood of Jesus. He's given you a brand new start. God, if you ask him to right now, you have to say, Lord, I ask you to right now, I ask you to clothe me with power from on high. And to all those who ask God to clothe him with power, clothe you with power from on high, God is clothing you with power from on high. He's filling you with his supernatural power. God is miraculously providing resources to you. God is miraculously giving you supernatural wisdom and guidance in the way that you should go. God is telling you that if you study his word like Deuteronomy 28, God will release his tangible, materialistic blessings upon every aspect of your life if you ask him to. Whatever you ask God in Jesus' name, that he will do for you. So God is releasing his promises supernaturally upon many, 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 many of you, All over the world. The supernatural promises of God are being distributed by God through the angels who do exist. And God is equipping you. God is blessing you. God is protecting you. God is watching your back. God is giving you a brand new start, no matter how much you messed things up in the past. And God is placing your feet on higher ground. Now, there's more. When you sense that what I said, Was being directed to you personally. And the way you know whether or not God was speaking to you personally, you'll get what's called an inward witness in your heart, in your inner being. There will be an inward witness, an inward resonation, an inward knowing that God is speaking to you personally and directly. When God speaks to you personally and directly, your job is to accept it by faith and to receive it by faith and to not doubt and to not reject what God is giving you now, but to believe God by faith and receive and accept all that God is giving you now. So Lord, we praise your name and we thank you for distributing your gifts, your resources, your blessings on your people now all over planet Earth, God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you that there are people struggling in anguish right now because they are tormented with the reality that they know they've messed their lives up They know they've made serious mistakes, and yet the Lord wants you to hear what he's saying to you now. And the Lord is saying to you, my child, my child, there is nothing that you've done in the past. There is nothing that you may do in the present and nothing that you may do in the future that in any way, shape or form can thwart or block the full and total release of my blessings and my destiny for your life. And the Lord is saying to you, to all of you who are in a quandary, all of you who are in torment, the Lord is saying to you, forget those things which are behind you, forget those things which are behind you, and press forward towards the high calling of Christ Jesus. In other words, God is the God of the second chance, the third chance, the fourth chance, and so on. God is going to make up to you. Hear the word of the Lord for you. This is God speaking to you. Embrace it and receive it. And when you embrace it and receive it, it's like being impregnated in your spiritual womb and it will come to birth in your life. The Lord is saying to you now that you are to embrace His promises. You are to receive His promises. And even though in your own human mind you think you've completely destroyed your life, the Lord is saying, to you by name. He's naming your name, and he's saying, no, you haven't destroyed your life. I am King of kings and Lord of lords. There's nothing that you did, past, present, or future, that ended my destiny, my plan, my goal for your life. Everything is still on track, says the Lord. There, I feel very strongly in the Spirit, extremely strongly in the Spirit, and I'm going to say A prayer blessing to you, which I want you to receive based on a burden the Lord has given me concerning a tormenting reality which is going on in the lives of many people listening. Hear the word of the Lord. Many of you are struggling by living under the bondage of the lie, the bondage of accusations that you have failed God, that you've embarrassed God, that your sins are too repugnant for God to to tolerate. Hear me now. And the Lord is saying to all of you that are being tormented by the devil and being lied to and told, your sins are too great. What you did is too evil and too disgusting. What you did was such an abomination that God cannot forgive you. And the Lord is rising from his throne. And remember, you are now in in two places. You're in the physical earth realm and you are In Right now, simultaneously, right now, you are in the throne room of God. And in the throne room of God, you are looking upon the supreme God of the universe sitting on his throne. And he is is the one who has the power to judge, to forgive, to release, to punish. And so you have been brought into the throne room of God to once and for all seek justice for your life. And you're not there alone to plead your case. You have the most powerful attorney in all of creation. In fact, your attorney is Jewish. His name is Yeshua or Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is standing in the throne room of God, the courtroom of God, and he is pleading your case. He is arguing your case in your favor before God the Father. And because Jesus Christ is arguing your case before God the Father, It all comes down to this. You ask Jesus for total forgiveness of your sins, and nothing you did but the blood of Jesus Christ, possessed by you by faith in Christ, has totally cleansed you of all sin and totally cleansed you of all the penalties of sin. And as such, the supreme God of the universe raises his gavel in the throne room of God with powerful angels beside behind his throne room. And the, the, the God of all the universe slams down his gavel and issues an edict or a decree, which is good in heaven and good on earth, because he is the supreme judge above all judges. And Jesus says to you and the host of heaven, to the angels, the fallen angels, and to every person that ever existed, Jesus Christ and God the Father are looking at you directly in the eye And they're saying this. On the basis of the evidence, which includes the reality that you put your faith in Jesus Christ and you have been, past tense, cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ, and you have been forgiven of all of your sins, past, present, and future, I hereby, as the supreme God of the universe, I hereby, based on the blood of Jesus and your willingness to put your faith in the blood of Jesus, I hereby, declare you totally innocent and forgive you of all sin. You are now and forevermore. From the moment you invited me into your life to become born again, you are now and forevermore cleansed of all sin, and you have been granted an entirely new identity as a completely new creature in Christ Jesus, a completely new man and a completely new woman. Therefore, I set you free Jesus Christ died on the cross and he personally paid all the penalty for your sins. You are forgiven, you are released, and, and you are free now to receive being clothed with power from on high so that you can fulfill your destiny in heaven and on earth. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. Visit PaulMcGuire.us. This is the Paul McGuire Report on Paul McGuire. So wherever you are on planet earth, I want to impart unto you an incredible, awesome, eternal gift from God for the year 2024 and beyond. So I want to say this to you personally, and as if I was looking at you directly in the face and you were looking at me directly in the face, as a servant of Jesus Christ, as someone who was called supernaturally. To be a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ and an evangelist and a Bible teacher, as someone who knows that he has the supernatural call of Almighty God upon his life, I come before you and I give to you, in the name of Jesus, I give to you supernatural gifts, supernatural resources, supernatural power, supernatural forgiveness. I give this to you as a gift from God, so that you may be fully equipped and victorious to enter 2024, and you now have the divine right to expect incredible and awesome victory, both as an individual, a family, a community, a state, a nation, and so on and so forth. So in the light of God's blazing truth, stand and receive all that God wants to bless you with, so that when you step through the doors into 2024, you will become everything that God created you to be. And no force in heaven and earth or any place else can stop what God is doing in you. So let me read this from the Word of God that applies to everything we just talked about. And it's from Revelation, the book, uh, Revelation 12, starting at verse 7. And war, spiritual war, broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought, and they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast with him. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength, and the kingdom of our God, and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren, who accused them before our God day and night, has been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to death. Now, this is what's going on in the throne room of God. And the devil knows that he has a very short time. But you see, there's a war going on in heaven. That's what the Word of God says. There's an all-out war in the invisible realm between the highest level angel under God, Michael, God's angels, and they are right now at this second fighting an all-out war with the dragon. And the dragon and his fallen angels are conducting an all-out war against the children of God. But we're not to fear because we have right here in this passage of Scripture the ultimate game-changer. But they did not prevail. Who did not prevail? The fallen angels, Lucifer, Satan. Let me read it to you again. You gotta get this squarely fixed in in your mind. As you enter the spiritual battlefield, you need to say to yourself what the Word of God says. And the Word of God says, but they did not prevail. Who's they? The fallen angels, the demon, the demons, the dragon, the Antichrist, all those who got the mark of the beast. They didn't win, it says. They lost, it says. And the the actual verbiage is, but they did not prevail. They did not win. They did not overcome. They did not prevail. Do you understand that the devil, the demons, and everything that goes along with it, that God says, but they did not prevail. They cannot conquer you because they've been conquered already. Allow the power of God to explode the revelation of what that means in your heart. But they did not prevail, which means they lost. But they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. What does that mean? God booted the devil and all those who follow him, including the fallen angels. God booted them all out of heaven. So the great dragon was cast out, and that serpent of old, he was hanging around with Adam and Eve, called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. We live in an Antichrist system world. It's happening now. He was cast to the earth and his angels were cast out with him. Then, now let's really focus in on this together. Verse 10, Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. So one of the primary weapons of the devil and the demons is psyops, or psychological warfare, or spiritual psychological warfare. That's why my books, that's why you've got to read my books, because they give you a heavy-duty heavy victory course in how to win at spiritual and psychological operations. Okay? Uh, and so, um, then I heard a loud voice saying, In heaven now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren. That's Satan. Satan is a liar, and he's an accuser of the brethren. That means he's going to attempt to accuse you of faults, of sins, of inconsistencies, of hypocrisies. He's going to accuse you of anything he can think of, real or imagined. That's his weapon. That's his game. Uh, And the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren, Who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. So, in the throne room of God, Satan is currently pointing at different believers in Christ and accusing them before God and before Jesus and attempting to have God uh, kick them out of ministry, kick them out of their blessings. He's doing everything he can to marginalize God's power, blessing, provision, guidance in, in your life the devil is trying to short-circuit it to lies. That's what it means by the accuser of the brethren, who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. So the devil, who is busy accusing all of us, God says enough, and he casts the devil down. The accuser of the brethren, he casts them down to the earth, along with the fallen angels. Verse 11, and they that's believers in Jesus Christ, that's the children of God, that's all those who have been saved by faith in the blood of Jesus. Hello? That is you. That is me. Memorize this victory burst, a verse. Let the victory and the revelation power of God explode in your inner man and disintegrate the satanic strongholds so you can hear the clear resonation of what the Word of God is saying about you, which is this. And they, that's me, you, and every born-again believer, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to death. What does that mean? We overcome the devil, the demons, and the powers of darkness. We ultimately overcome them by the blood of the Lamb, which cleanses us of all sin. Not self-justification, but the blood of the Lamb, which cleanses us of all sin. And we uh, we overcome the devil by the word of our testimony, which means our testimony is this. We were sinners. We did fail. We asked Jesus Christ for forgiveness by faith. Jesus Christ cleansed us with the blood of Jesus. He cleansed us of all sin. We are sinless creatures. We are brand new creatures who are born again in Jesus Christ, and therefore we are the children of God. We are the elect. This is liberating. It breaks the chains. And so that's the word of our testimony. The word of our testimony is that we are saved by faith not of works lest any man or woman boast. And we should rejoice about that. By the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And we did not love our lives to the death. In other words, we will not we we will be so supernaturally empowered by the Spirit of God that we will we will be we will have the temptation broken in our hearts of being so so seduced um into being narcissistic and loving our lives uh, above what God wants us to do. No, that trap will not befall us, because we, all, all believers in Jesus Christ, we overcame him, Satan, by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony, and they, the true children of God, who are born again, they did not love their lives to the death. Freedom, baby, freedom. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them, woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea for the devil has come down to you having great wrath because he knows that he has a short time okay this is it this is how you step into 2024 no matter how you messed up the previous years no matter how disgraceful ugly sickening your sins are whether you actually committed those sins or whether you simply mentally fantasized those sins no matter what a garbage dump your your inner sinful life may have been in terms of action and thinking. It's all been cleansed by the blood of Jesus when you ask for forgiveness by faith. You've been cleansed by the blood of Jesus. You've been anointed by the power of the Holy Spirit, which breaks every yoke of bondage right now in the name of Jesus. I want you to reach out and receive the supernatural power of God, which is flowing with unlimited force from me, Into your life. There's a surge, there's a deep surge of divine power where the supernatural power of God, power from on high, is flowing from me all over the world through different media and computer outlets. And all I'm asking you to do is exercise your childlike faith, open your hands, palms open, and worship the Jesus Christ. And as I pray in the name of Jesus, and as I command you to be clothed with power from on high. I want you to simply receive, by faith, a supernatural infusion of power from on high right now, and I want you to thank God in faith for filling you and clothing you right now with power from on high. Lord, we thank you that countless numbers of your children who are born again are now coming to you all over the world, palms outstretched, worshiping you, and you are right now Clothing them and filling them with power from on high, which is the dunamis explosive dynamite power of God. And when the dunamis dynamite power of God explodes in the invisible realm, it decimates the demonic armies and the demonic strongholds. And Lord, we praise you that we walk under that depth and power of anointing. And so, Lord, on the basis of being cleansed by the blood of Jesus, on the basis of being filled with power from on high, we step out of 2023. We choose to walk by faith through the doors of 2024, and we obey your word, Lord, for America and every other nation. We obey your word. We obey your word, Lord, and we say to you what you say to us. Whatever we ask in Jesus' name, it will be done for us by our Father who is in heaven. So we receive by faith power from on high, We thank you that you've clothed us with power from on high, and we thank you, Lord, that we have been supernaturally equipped with the dunamis dynamite power of God to overcome the adversary, the devil, the fallen angels, and all those that would oppose the reign of the Lord Jesus Christ for all eternity. Now, I want to encourage you to, while you're in prayer, keep praying. While the anointing is upon you, keep praying as the anointing. Look, The anointing of God is flowing through you now. Keep praying as the anointing of God is flowing through you now. And while the anointing of God is flowing through you now, and you're operating at a higher level of faith, ask God to speak to you simply, and ask God to tell you how much he wants you to give financially, with contributions and donations. Ask God what he would have you give, in terms of donations, contributions, and gifts to Paul McGuire Ministries and Paradise Mountain Church. And then whatever God tells you to do, it's a no brainer Whatever he tells you to do, obey him. Ask God how you can be a prayer warrior for us and everybody associated with this ministry. And pray and make a commitment to God that you're going to pray for us with the same fervency that you pray for your own family. And finally, join us in this war against rigging. Prayer is the crucial thing. Help us by breaking and severing the chains of blockage and limitation that are attempting to constrain and constrict our message. And enter into the spiritual battle with us, and where and God's people unite and rally together, then victory occurs. God bless you. This is Paul McGuire. All electronic giving is totally secure. You can do so at... Paul McGuire.us, that's Paulmaguire.us. Paul, Paul McGuire is all one word. P-A-U-L-M-C-G-U-I-R-E. Paulmaguire.us and our our dedicated uh mailing uh where, where you can mail a check or mail a pay a, a prayer request or whatever, you can do so. All that information is at Paulmaguire.us and also pray for me and pray for us. I am planning on uh hosting another Paradise Mountain Church meeting that has to do with America Prophecy 2024. But I want to do it. I want to hold this meeting in a significant way. I believe God has given me something very powerful and something very prophetic and very uplifting to say. And I believe that a lot of people are going to turn out, we're going to film it for television, etc. But I need to know beforehand, I need to know beforehand, who it is that is going to stand with me and depending upon the numbers of people who are going to stand with me, then I will make the determination of how large a facility to rent um, and and all, what other things we need in terms of technology and and other things that will make this beyond a success it will be a it will be a gathering of supernatural victory upon God's people, but there are going to be changes because the Lord has been dealing with me and speaking to me for year after year after year during the last number of years. And when I come back before the people of God, I'm a changed man, okay? I I have been changed, okay? There are many things that you don't know that I've had to endure to keep this ministry going. I'm only going to pass by this very briefly. I'm not going to really talk about it, but I believe that there was a serious... Strategic attempt to take out my life through using certain technologies. I believe because I spoke so much truth for so many years that I was targeted by uh, many people. Know who I was targeted by, and and their goal was to take me out in in, in a time and a place that was designed to inflict the maximum hurt, the maximum pain, the maximum emotional pain, the maximum devastation upon my family. But miraculously, and you may think I'm crazy, but I don't care what you think, I'm alive. I heard, I I don't go around saying I heard voices. Minutes, about, no, about 90 seconds to a minute and a half before I was about to die, in my opinion. I heard a very coherent, clear voice in my inner imagination. That was precision. It was almost a military-type voice in terms of its calmness, its precision, and I was given essentially orders and and instructions about how much time I had and uh, how many seconds I had before I would potentially die. And this being, angel, whatever, that was communicating to me gave me very specific instructions, which 45 seconds before I would have died, I followed to the T. And because I followed these instructions to the T, I was miraculously spared death. In other words, very high-up, powerful people wanted to take me out but they did not succeed because God's people were praying for me. I believe with all my heart that the angelic armies were in the room that I was sitting with other people that I don't want to name. I have told the deeper details of this to to, to significant leaders that I trust and you trust. And I have emphasized that when you hear about a premature death from anybody who's speaking the truth, Anybody who's standing up for the light, when you hear them talk about uh, a hit was placed upon them, and then they come up with all this super—and then in the case of those people who died, they come up with all this superficial evidence to prove a fake and lying theory regarding what caused the person's death. But what you've got to understand that it is standard practice in intelligence circles to take people out— but either inject them with drugs or chemicals or or give them a heart attack through an emf wave in other words they will set up a cover story and then they will supply a fictitious medical biological electrical reason as to why a certain person died and it's all a lie so don't believe what you hear in the first hand reports they can counterfeit manufacture, manipulate the information so it looks like any crazy story is feasible. But if you keep digging for the evidence, you'll find, and that's hard to do because you don't have access to all the information, but if you keep keep digging, if you keep listening to the Holy Spirit and you keep digging for the evidence, you will find the truth regarding this wave of premature deaths. Now, I only say that to you is because I've strategically released this information to confidential and strategic people across the United States and in some other countries. And nobody knows how to get access to that. Nobody. Except those people, and they don't even necessarily know that they're one of those people. So I'm saying all of this to you is that we're entering a season of warfare where nothing is off the table. You've got to understand that we were dealing with people that are pure evil. They will rationalize anything, and nothing is off the table. Nothing is off the table. Until your mind is able to comprehend the fact that for them, because they're evil, that nothing is off the table, you're going to be forever handicapped and put in a defensive and weaker position because you're going to keep finding out that that you're unable to believe the truth about them, that God Almighty definitely wants you to know the full story and the full truth about them because if you have an illusion about who they are or about who they're about their goodness they're going to take you down these are people who have sold their souls to Satan never forget that now visit paulmaguire.us that's paulmaguire.us and choose to stand with us because you either stand with us or you go with the flow of this nation and right now this nation is on the fast track to totalitarianism that's not an exaggeration or an embellishment I'm telling you the truth. If you love the truth, you'll be on board with it. If you are resisting the truth, you will not like it. I'm not here to make you feel good. I'm here to tell you the truth so you can be set free. God bless you. This is Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us.